What's up, overachievers? Your boy's back with the Dolo, the Dolo Olo episode. Um, I wanted to catch up with everyone. I hope everyone is having a wonderful week. I hope everyone had a great Independence Day. Me personally, it was pretty cool. Hit up a couple cookouts. Uh, stayed out the rain, you know, feeling extra independent. Yeah, man, the July 4th uh, holiday is a, is a cool one growing up, you know. It's all about them fireworks. Then you get older, you walk around D.C. and you start pe- seeing people wearing American flag t-shirts and bald eagles. And you're like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> this doesn't feel very, uh, this feels uh, less patriotic and more like let's fuck someone up. <laughs> let's let's pull up in some tanks. But yeah, it's always a uh, it's always interesting to see DC um during a, a a Trump administration. I got I did some shows at Big Hunt on Wednesday and um there were a lot of uh a lot of whites and khakis. You know, not that there isn't usually whites and khakis, but these were like a different type of khakis. These weren't like dockers. These were like, I don't know, something you could only find in Indiana. Some Indiana brand khakis. And uh, it wasn't like it went bad. It just was like, like they weren't really fucking with my material all the way. And, I, I, and I, you know, you could feel it. You're like, oh, yeah, they, they don't agree with my uh, my position on this topic. <laughs> but then, you know. I knew exactly what it was. I called it out too, and then um, I just ended my set with a one of the classic, one of the classic Amini bits. You know how my aunt's a Trump supporter, and of course that gets an applause break. So I was like, "Yup, I was right." There's some out of towners in this, in here, in this here big hunt tonight. Speaking of big hunt and underground comedy, I'm headlining there tonight. If you uh, if you listen to this in the next few hours, you know, come through. Eight o'clock, nine forty-five. Martin Amini headlining the DC's best showcase. That should be a fun one. Also, thank you to everyone who came out to the last week's show at the Comedy Loft where I was headlining my last headlining set before I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, man. Um, in case you didn't know, I've been hinting at it all all my social medias and I guess on the last podcast I didn't really address it all the way but rumors are true Martin Amini is moving out of his parents house and moving to Los Angeles how did this happen did something exciting happen that led me to this decision um no not really there's a couple things that kind of led to this moment I'd say it would be more, you know, uh, more of a awakenings or realizations about, you know, of not leaving. But a lot of it had to do with just the timeline and um, just the rational thinking, you know. I couldn't have been happier with the way things went in D.C. here for me. Couldn't have been happier with being able to uh, talk into a microphone and have people listening wherever they are, you know, whether it's in their car, their office, that's a pretty swaggy feeling. But I feel like I owe it to you guys and the people who be coming to the shows 
to tick it up a level. You know what I mean? That's what we do here at the Overachievers. We always keep pushing. You know what I mean? We gonna stick it to the dudes with the khaki pants that we don't know their brand name, but we gonna we gonna we gonna tell them some things. We gonna tell them our thoughts and feelings. That's right. We gonna give them a piece of our mind. And y'all can't see me, but I'm in the car right now, waving my finger real sassy like. We gonna give them a piece of our mind. Um. So yeah, that uh, I fly out next Thursday, July 10th. The DC Improv is uh the last overachiever show. Listen up. Don't freak out. It's the last overachiever show before I move. There'll be a overachiever show. Also, every month, nothing's changing. I'm flying back every month. Don't freak out. If anything, I personally believe the show, the live show at the DC Improv, will get even bigger. How's it going to get even bigger? Well, if I move to L.A., you know... I believe those lineups are about to be a little bit more stacked, if you know what I mean. You know? Once the L.A. Barrio finds out Martin Amini is a plug to the D.C. Improv, you're going to see a lot more Hollywood comedians coming through D.C. Improv. You're going to see a lot more Nueva York comedians coming through. Not like that they weren't already, but that's a whole nother story. I don't know if I got a chance to talk about my New York experience a few weeks back when I was out there. I'm, I'm back at Caroline's also July 21st. Things have been going really good. That's really the whole summary of the past month. A lot of crazy things have happened, but positive crazy things. You know, opening for Michael Che, Mo Ammer, all the new fans, Um, YouTube page popping, Instagram's popping, social media, DMs every day. You know, I'm like, damn, am I going to need an assistant? I'm like, no, nah, I can't afford that. I got to pay rent in LA. But it's going to be exciting, man. I'm I'm going to, um, yeah, and honestly, between me and you guys, I had to get the fuck out of my dad's house. That shit, it was like, it's weird. My dad, um, I'll, I'll share this. This is like, weird. I wasn't planning on t- telling this story, but it's like an ongoing theme throughout this past summer that like, I don't know, man makes me uncomfortable and just makes me want to get, move out my dad um my, i don't really talk about it but my dad's been like married like three four different times he like divorced like my parents divorced like way back like i don't know in the 90s or whatever but they always kept cool they're, they're you know they are okay. they're to this day they're okay they could be in the same room but my dad remarried a bunch of times and um not this the last not this current marriage but the last marriage he married this uh this persian lady man I don't even know if it's, like, appropriate to, like, diss her on a podcast, but, like, she looks like a cross between, like, Ursula from The Little Mermaid and a Furby. Like, she, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, I, I, I'm probably too old to be, like, you know, talking shit about another lady, but she's, uh, she's my ex-stepmom, so I guess, I don't know, I think that's fair game. I think if anyone has here listening has a stepmom, um, that's a weird dynamic, especially as an adult. It's a weird uh, relationship, you know, especially because you try, try, you know, keep things cool with your, you want your, 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 your parents to be happy, but it's also like a weird energy. It's like, yo man, I don't really, I'm already grown. I'm not, you know, going to call you mom, Ursula. So anyway, that's already weird, right? So my dad like married this Ursula lady, like, I don't know, maybe like, let's say eight years ago, 10 years ago, whatever the fuck. They, they 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 were married for a few years, 
didn't work out. They got divorced. Then my dad remarried another lady in her 30s in Iran, like, I don't know, three, four years ago. And they're still married, but she still lives in Iran. My dad's here, you know, so they Skype every day. So my dad's on Skype talking to this, like, Persian lady in her 30s. Like, salam, chitori. And I'm, like, waking up to, like, my dad doing, like, these, like, little baby voices to this Persian lady in 30s. I'm like, this is weird. But that's that's not even the weirdest part of the story. This is where it gets really weird. So, you know, y'all know, like, my dad has an ice cream truck business, right? So, yeah, my dad be driving, and he has drivers. He hired my ex-stepmom, the Furby, to be one of the drivers. So I, I see the Furby this year pulling up. She's at my house every day. Not just pulling up to the house, but she spends the night. She sleeps on the couch. And my dad, I'm like, yo, dad, why, 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 is, why is Ursula here? She's like, because, you know, she needs the money. She's going through a hard time. I'm like, man. And it's not like we, we t- it's just like, it's just so awkward, man. I'm like, man, why is my ex-stepmom sleeping on the couch? So I've been seeing her every day since May or like, yeah, since it's been good weather. So she's been crashing every night. I'm like, man, this is so weird. And then she brings her dog over. The dog's actually cool. The dog's name is Charlie. Very cute dog. But it's just like, yo, man, like, I can't, you know, it's just a weird feeling where like, this is where you, this is where I rest my head. After a long night doing shows in DC, I come home. I see Ursula sleeping on the couch with her dog. And I'm just like, God damn it. I got to get out of here. I might not have all the money that I want saved up to move to L.A., but something needs to happen. <laughs> so that that was kind of like the triggering. Like, all right, I need to get out of here, man. Let's let's make some moves. So shout out to Ursula for being the, you know, shit, I saw her today, man. She's over at the house, you know, fucking... I don't know what she's doing. She'd just be making all types of noise. And I'd just be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Y'all ever feel like that, man, where you're just uncomfortable in your own house? It's a weird feeling, like, as an adult. Like, I'm 31, man. I'm like, yo, I need to... I can't be feeling uncomfortable in my own place. Like, I've been uncomfortable for the past seven years at my dad's spot. But I was like, all right, well, this is a sacrifice. I ain't really paying rent. I need to, you know, make... uh you know, make some moves in the comedy world and try to like, you know, do what I got to do and blah, blah, blah. And then seven years later, you know, I feel like I did all the things I need to do, achieved all the things I wanted to achieve. Headlining now, got a nice little following. Bills are getting paid, got money saved up. I'm like, all right, I got to take this uh, leap of faith and then just hopefully things end up okay. So I'm trying to get my own place in L.A., like a maybe like a studio or a one bedroom but it feels like when i get there next week i'm going to probably just look for like a room with roommates maybe for the first few months until i figure out what i'm going to do during the day that's the game plan it sucks cuz i'm leaving a situation where like i had roommates like my dad and ursula and there's like another persian roommate who i don't know if i even brought up on the podcast before but that was a whole different weird thing so I was like there's like this random 24 year old Persian kid living in one of the rooms Ursula would sleep on the couch downstairs and then my dad would be in his room you know and I'll be like god damn this shit is weird it just was weird you know what I mean like a weird ass energy always in that house you know and I was like god damn this is so uncomfortable cause like comedy can already be weird like just dealing with comics every night and like seeing them and like you know it's not a natural thing where you just on stage telling jokes it's like a weird like 
you got to like make it comfortable. Like that's a part of the job, right? But then when you come home, you're like, oh, this is where I can unwind and just like be myself. And, you know, and then it's like you see like your random ex stepmom sleeping on the couch. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a good episode. This is like this is a, I think this is a healthy rant, not a not a toxic rant. I think this is good. Um, So that was like really if anyone ever wants to know why I decided to like leave. And honestly, I always thought like I hit the seven year comedy anniversary um last week. June, I want to say it not, not last, last, it was like June seventeenth, two thousand twelve was like the first time I went up ever. And um it's been like it's been a little bit over seven years. And they say, you know, you gotta be in your home city between six to eight. Those are the sweet spots to leave. So I chose, you know, right in the middle, seven, boom, get the fuck out. Got a lot of new material, so I'm just going, you know, I'm going to roll the dice in L.A. See what the slots give me. I don't know. I'm optimistic, man. I have no reason not to be. Um, and I'm just trying to take care of my mental health and, like, not, like, flip out on Ursula. You know, I, I kept it cool. I said some I said some sly shit to her last night um, when I came back from the cookout after the July 4th. I'll give you an example. Like I was, I, I just came home. I hit a couple cookouts. The day was fine, and then she, and you know, she's on the couch with my dad watching TV, which is so weird, right? Anyway, I, I, I'm walking up the stairs when I see them. She's like, "How come you didn't bring us food?" And I just like respond like, "Because I don't like you." <laughs> it was like, and it was like, it was in jest, right? I said it in a way where it's like, you know, it's a joke, but you know, we're all in on it. But I really don't like you. And uh, and then she started laughing, and my dad got quiet. And she's like, oh, thank you for being so honest. <laughs> it was like a fake laugh. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's funny, huh? Yeah, there's more where that came from, Ursula, you know? So, man, I did not anticipate talking about this for, t- I don't know how long I've been on the joint, but that's uh, that's been the overall theme of my living situation it's been uh very uncomfortable i don't know how that affects my comedy being super uncomfortable at my living space but i mean it would be nice to just be like have a place where i could just come home i'm by myself i've been telling a lot of friends that i'm like man i just want to own my own place you know i don't need a lot of space just my own place I'll get, I'll even, maybe if it's a studio, I can get one of them futons from, uh, from, uh, I hear a target that turns into a bed and I could do my podcast with the little video, you know, sitting on my futon slash bed. That's all I want. Cause I really want this to be a video. Cause I feel like y'all can't see all my facial expressions. Y'all got to see my sassy wave my finger in the air. Cause I'll be honest between me and you guys, this is the funniest I've ever felt in the past. Seven. Like, I feel like I'm, I turned a corner. It's not even about competing with the other people. I don't even know what the fuck the other comics are doing. But, like, I know for me personally, after last Friday at the Comedy Loft when I headlined, bruh, I lit that shit on fire. Like, I, the 8 o'clock show, woo! Even the 10 o'clock show. You know, 10 o'clock show wasn't, like, packed like the 8 o'clock show. But, man, I gave two dope-ass headlining sets. And um, I'm like, man, shit is about to pop off. Because, like, a lot of the new material... It's on some like it's really exciting. It's really exciting. 
It's basically me just talking shit about Ursula for 10 minutes. <laughs> nah, I haven't done that yet, but it's funny, man. I've never probably even talked about my uh, my ex-stepmom, which is such a funny word, ex-stepmom. Why the fuck is your ex-stepmom still in your life? There's no reason for that. My dad's a wild dude. I think that's the I think that's like the the overall. He's got a good heart, man. He'd be trying to look out even like he does put himself in these awkward situations, but I think he like relishes it. It's a weird like he's very comfortable with like shit like that. Like, dog, you used to like sleep with this Ursula lady. Now she's sleeping on the couch and then you Skype your new wife basically while she's in the same house. How how uncomfortable and awkward is that? But I don't ask no questions, you know what I mean? I don't be like I don't be like in his business because one, it's his spot, you know. So I gotta be like, you know, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But also like culturally, you know, in the Persian culture, you don't really talk you don't really ask your dad questions like that. You're like, all right dog, whatever you you got it, you know, do what you want. You know, I don't think my dad be in my business. Honestly, my dad doesn't really ask me any questions. He like, he's like, hey man, you want to tell jokes? All right, go for that shit. Just make it happen. You know, he don't really stick his beak in my in my uh, line of work. So I'm uh, that that's actually really cool of him because uh, if he did, that shit would be weird. You know, because it's hard to explain like the comedy business to your to your immigrant parents. Like yeah, basically like I'm ro- I'm working on this new bit and like it's not really there yet. But you know once it gets there, you know then maybe one day I can make like twenty bucks a show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really hard to explain the 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 the, the, the rationalize this business to them. But slowly but surely, they're starting to see the big picture. You know your boy's been uh getting some bigger shows, man. I did Firefly Music Festival two weeks ago. That shit was wild. Probably one of the hardest events I've ever done. Why was it the hardest event? I'll tell you why it was hard, man. First off, um, it was a music festival, not for comedy. For those who don't know, Firefly Music Festival is like the coach, the East Coast Coachella. You know, the lineups include people like Post Malone, Travis Scott, Panic at the Disco, um, Vampire Weekend, you know. Uh, people I really don't know, to be honest. TLC was on the bill. That was pretty cool. Uh, I went up Friday, 4 o'clock. I brought my homies with me, with me Benji Himmelfarb and Eric DeDorian, you know. I was the comedy plug on that event. Um, I kind of curated it. I hosted it. Brought up Benji, brought up Eric, and we were inside a tent. There was air conditioning, and it was 4 p.m. Um, not ideal for comedy, but we made it work. And then Saturday, Sunday, Eric and I stayed back and we were the in-between acts. So Saturday and Sunday, we went up on two, three different times uh, simultaneously with the mics. Eric and I basically did crowd work in between bands for 15 minutes. And um, that was actually cool. The hard part was just ha- keeping my energy up, man, because, you know, at that point, we were crashing in a hotel. We were, you know, driving and just trying to like, because it was so fucking hot, just trying to keep our energy up. So that was a challenge. But in the end, we made it happen. And um, I never had really worked with Eric Dorian. I had um, just seen him perform at Big Hunt once or twice. And I thought he was funny as fuck. So when the booker was like, yeah, we were looking for something more alty or, you know, someone like that. I 
immediately thought of Eric without really having a strong relationship with him and um sent him uh his video and they like they loved him then i reached out to eric and i was like yo dog you want to come to firefly with me they fuck with you and he's like all right and we ended up like being spending like 40 hours together like in a row sleeping in the same hotel driving up from delaware back to maryland like twice because i didn't want to spend money on a hotel on saturday so we drove back to maryland dropped them off in baltimore then picked them up sunday went back sunday so we we ended up hanging out in the car for a minute and i'll say this man you know uh is is it's it's not necessarily guaranteed where you could be in a car with a comedian for that long without having some issues but with me and eric yo that shit was smooth sailing so shout out to eric to for not only being funny but being cool as fuck being a what you call a a professional you know what i mean that's all you want to deal with and work with after a certain point just funny ass motherfuckers who are just cool as shit and just like yo man down for the cause you know what i mean they just want that venmo that venmo payment and they keep it moving and so i got nothing respect for that dude right there funny dude look him up on youtube he's he got this one eric Dodoran has his one clip on youtube i think it's at meltdown bro it's like the funniest nine minutes video i've ever like it's it's up there you know it's a classic classic youtube shit speaking of youtube i also dropped some new videos on youtube this week um one thing you guys can help me with you know as we're uh having this conversation this very personal conversation about my ex-stepmom is uh i really do get motivated when y'all engage you know i had a couple nice you know mess dms over the course of the week um people you know wishing me luck in la it was really it was really nice uh yeah man just hit me up man uh if you can comment on my podcast page uh on uh whatever your service is whether it's like apple Podcasts or podbean um tell your you know try to subscribe uh leave comments and um check out my youtube page i dropped like three new videos in the past month so i'm trying to be more active on youtube and um give y'all more of the more of the martin amini um new content uh it's been going really good as far as like the stuff I feel like I've been putting out. It's like stuff that I'm like actually like proud of. And I think like a lot of it has to do with the fact that like I waited uh, like uh, until shit's been like shit's been cooking for a minute. So I think like I waited till the right time to like drop shit. I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm happy with the way things are sounding right now as far as like the delivery and the whatever, whatever. Like it's like funny. I, I posted this one joke on, um, youtube recently about uh being racist towards my nephew it's a uh, it's one of my new favorite i mean it's just like it's just like what it is i'm just trying to like toughen up my nephew and anyway it's a new joke on youtube uh it's called martin amini and then it's like positive racism so if you look at it it's a fun one what else um today is friday i'm dropping this um today i'm gonna as soon as i'm done talking i'm gonna upload it to my podbean uh i want to say one more thing and then i'm gonna get out of here uh july 10th the dc improv the overachiever show i'm hosting it um if you guys are free please come please support please buy tickets i really uh the people in the dc area that have been supporting me over the past seven years um I really, I really owe you guys a lot, you know, because you guys have really got, helped me get, get through a lot of 
tough situations, you know, even getting to where I'm at right now is almost impossible. It's like, it's not even exaggerating. Like this shit in comedy to get past certain like levels is, is very hard. And I feel like the, the, you guys listening to this right now, the people who've been coming to my shows over the past few years, basically everyone who's helped me build this momentum that I got right now is because of y'all that I'm able to even be in a position financially to move to LA and get away from Ursula. Um, so thank you guys for that, man. That, that, you know, July 10th, let's, let's celebrate. I fly out July 11th. Um, I'll give you guys my itinerary. You know, I'm just sharing it. You know, maybe I'll just share this and maybe someone listening can like maybe give, help me out with some, I'm always looking for, uh, like new ideas. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. Cause honestly, like I'm, I don't have any, like, I don't have a really, I don't have a team. This is just me and a microphone and. You know, I have this email newsletter that, you know, helps me sell tickets because I have like an audience, but whatever. This is what I, this is what I mean. July 10th, I'm doing the show, right? The DC Improv. July 11th, I fly out to LA. I'm going to LA, right? For a week to, uh, in that week, I'm going to, I have some meetings. I might do some, I got some shows lined up. The shows aren't that big of a deal. Um, I'm more focused on finding where I'm going to live that week. Um, a couple friends have put me onto some websites, that I can find some like cool sublets. Um I think it was called like bungalow.com or something like that or yeah, you, you like uh anyway, so what I'm saying is um if anyone has any uh, you know leads on sublets or rooms or uh uh where to get cheap airline tickets, you know, cuz I have to fly back to DC every month to host the o- overachievers. So, if you guys could, you know, point me in the right direction to get some cheap flights, you know, I use skiplag.com. If anyone knows any other good airline uh, merchants, let your boy know. Um, yeah, if any of y'all have any constructive, you know, feedback on how I can smooth do a smooth transition, if any of y'all uh, related to like Quentin Tarantino or Steven Spielberg or, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, let me know. Maybe y'all can help me. <laughs> hey man, you never know, man. One of my um overachiever, you know, homies, uh, was like he his dad is best friends with the um producer of uh, Chocolate Sundays, one of the dopest like comedy shows in LA. So they're like, Yeah, we're gonna send your tape to him. So it's like, hey man, shit, why not? You know, you never know. You never know who's listening. Oprah, if you're listening, uh, you know, I love your show, so please, um, you know, please keep me in mind. On that note, Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Um, I'm excited to uh, continue to drop more episodes on the West Coast. And we're going to keep the momentum moving, man. Love you guys. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.